The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, welcome everybody to a special Sunday edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's extra special, and I, and I talk about, uh, you know, how uh, we have nice organic meals, like I go to the urban market when I'm in uh, Nashville, not far from Lee Allen Baker, who joins me again on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Yes! You know, Robert Scott Bell, I yes. gotta tell you, Robert Scott Bell from Lee Allen Baker, I, I can't decide if we look like, like a, I'm your co-pilot. Okay. Or if it's like, you know those hosts when they host a parade and they're like, now coming down yes. in the parade is <laughs> such and such. The float has 186 roses on it. Oh, good Lord. And those roses, wait, they're they're decaying. What's exactly. happening? They're falling apart. They're old. Oh, they got the cheap <laughs> version. It was the dollar special. Yeah, I could see that. I've, done, I've seen spoofs like on that, yes. like, I don't know, Saturday Night Live skits or something. But anyway, it's great to have you back on the show. And uh, we just had a wonderful uh, uh, day yesterday, technically, this is Sunday, right? Uh, and Lee Allen spoke right before lunch, and it was so much fun. I said, you know, before lunch, we're having dessert. And it was like... Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah, and but you are sweet. And so funny, too, just what we needed, <laughs> because there's a lot of intense information being shared here at this Health and Freedom uh, Yeah, you, you know, can only make boat. talk about T-cells, um, like, yeah. so funny. No, and I'm into it. I know you are too. Yeah. You're digging it. I but, love it. But at the same time, we got to shake it up and 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 bring some, bring some laughter. And what I thought was amazing, one of the moms came up to you afterwards and said, I think of all the talks, this is the only one I can get my kids to watch. Yeah. And that right there, yeah. she hit on, I always thought, why is Candace Owens not censored and I am? Why? Mm -hmm. Like I posted something that she said and I was shut off of Instagram, and but she wasn't. And I yeah. thought, why am I so censored and some of these people are not? And I realized it's because that generation that they want to attach and indoctrinate yeah. is the, in, is that's the generation that I speak to. Those are the ones that will listen to me. And they do not want those people reached by messages like Lee Allen has yeah. that we're sharing. And uh, that is the reason they know that if we can get the youth back, their diabolical plans are toast Yeah, and, and burnt and, and filled with glyphosate toast. We wouldn't mm -hmm. want that. Uh, so are, we don't, uh, we've got to figure out a better way. And then there was another woman that came up 22 years old, very excited yes. to meet you. And she's in chiropractic school. Yeah. A Gen Z girl. Gen like, Z. Hey, I'm here. I'm in. I love it. So my kids are Gen Z. Shout out to Elijah. He's now 23. I can't wow. believe it. My son, my daughter is graduating high school this year. She's almost 18. Wow. And you know, they've been raised differently than yeah. I was raised even not medically, pharmaceutically. Mm -hmm. They've not been vaccinated. They've never had an antibiotic. And so they see through a lot of the lies and right. deceptions, but there's so many people their age mm -hmm. that are are lost. It's like they are lost. Talk the they lost buy generations. Into it. I know. And, and so how do, do we? Do you know what? Them? Did you know what they call my kids' generation? The little ones. They call them the lost generation. Yeah, lost. I mean, it makes me want to cry. My yeah. kids are not lost. No, like, no. I, I think many in their generation are, are have lost their they way. They have lost their but way. But I think it's not been by accident. No, it's and if if we go back to the you know the 1990s, the gen the, gen, the millennial generation, mm -hmm. that was a generation that was hammered more than any other generation in history yeah. in terms of the vaccine schedule. Yeah, and that created a lot of uh, you know the autism epidemic and That's anything right. in that spectrum that minimized their ability or reduced their ability to communicate fully. Mm -hmm. engage fully to be, I believe, what they were here to do, which is yeah. to transform I consciousness. Yeah. You know, they were I brilliant, so bright, and bright lights. And so that's a nefarious, diabolical plan to, to target these children so that they couldn't or wouldn't. Now, we're not going to let them get away with it. Nope. Uh, and how old are your kids now? 10 and 14. Oh, my gosh. 
10 and 14. I remember those days. Uh, so we want to, you know, speak to them. And, and, and the nice thing is, Lee Allen, what you do have an energy that appeals to that. I, I've always tried to do that and not even consciously, but it's just my nature to be youthful. Mm -hmm. And so families have, have raised their children watching this show, kind of like watching your right, show, but right. a lot fewer because <laughs> it was like way beyond in a lot of ways. Uh, but they've raised and they're adults now and they're not duped. They're not deceived. It's wonderful that they can see through a lot of them, you know, the medical, uh, yeah. Monopoly kind mm -hmm. of uh, themes and memes. Yeah. It, you know, my biggest fear with my kids is because kids don't want to listen to their parents. Mm -hmm. And the things that I'm telling them are crucial to saving their life. Yeah. And so I'm always nervous of like, is, are you going to rebel against what I'm telling you? Mm -hmm. You know, but then I bring, I brought them to a few things and they've heard me speak now. Oh my gosh, did you see so-and-so's there and they know what you know? And mm -hmm. so finally they're realizing that mom knows a couple things. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's good. It's well, on these Sunday shows, we've been uh, kind of directing our energies a little bit more overtly into faith and mm -hmm. faith arenas. I think it's appropriate. And I love discussing it. And I know that people have many faiths out there watching, listening, but so many of you have told me that you enjoy these conversations and you're uplifted by them. And Lee Allen is certainly a woman of faith and uh, she lives it and she believes it. And it's, and it's, you know, that's inspiring to me. I, t yeah. I try to tell stories about how even in the, the, the largest obstacles, odds are against you. If you go with God, awesome. God will meet you. If you're sincere. What's that phrase? Right? Oh yes. With God, all things are possible. Yeah. And, and then, it's not just a slogan or a meme or a saying no. it re it's reality, but we often think, Oh no, that only happened in biblical times. No, we are living in biblical times. That is a living book. I used to say, listen, Life doesn't come with an instruction manual. And then I read the Bible and I was like, oh, but it does. It does. And I never knew it. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's just very funny how you, again, you could say you profess faith, but again, is walking it. it it's, it's everything out here is trying to push against walking your faith. Right. They'll let you kind of pretend you believe it or you maybe you really believe you believe it. But when it comes to actually doing it, it becomes very inconvenient. Uh, there's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of blowback. There's a lot of things that happen to go. Some people will, will shrink from that. Others will rise to the occasion and say, you know what? What was written there is for real. And yeah, you're not going to be abandoned, even right. if you stand against the whole world, but you're standing in righteousness, not to deceive anybody, not to harm anybody, but to stand up for what you believe in, what is right, true and loving mm -hmm. and compassionate and forgiving and all of those things. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, as you're a fierce warrior mom too, yeah. doesn't mean we can't be angry and have emotions about these things. But then, you know, I, I, I tend to like, you know, if I'm super angry about something, I just remember, you know, I commune with God, go into prayer, go into contemplation or meditation and, and kind of put it, God can handle it. Right? Yeah. And then you'll have a different perspective of, Hey, how do I navigate this? How do I make a change for the better rather than just stewing in it and never doing it, or maybe becoming part of the problem because you're operating only from emotion and right. not from that deeper spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel that when I'm spiritually disconnected, I spin out like a crazy person. What, how does that play out? Can you describe not well, it? Not well. Not well. Yeah. My voice gets loud. I get irritated. Everything irritates me. Everybody irritates me. And then if I, t I, I realize, oh, I, I need some time alone with God. I need to sit down, breathe, pray, read my Bible, and I'm brought back to center again. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they don't, people don't, you know, this, this, the, they, the infamous, they, yes. They don't want you to know that. No, of course they don't not. Want you to be centered like that. Now, just just from an acting question, mm -hmm. uh, can you tap into? Have you tapped into that kind of thing to 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 bring a character to life? 
remembering those times where you did spin out, but you're using it for your own, you know, this is your career, you're, you do amazing things and, and just emote, uh, which you must do. <laughs> is it borrowed from things like that? Well, it's not like you sit there and make a conscious effort. Some extras do. They're like, yeah. I sit down mm-hmm. and I think about when this happened yeah. and when this happened. But when you've been doing it for so long, yeah. it's accessible. Mm-hmm. It's just like a Makes big sense. old bag of emotions that is yeah. right there in you. And you just, when you're walking through it, when you're saying the line, when you're being a character, it just automatically Right. falls into place from okay, those past experiences. Yeah. So it's not like you really apply it. It's just that when you walk it, you recognize it and you just mm. become it. Really. Well, and, and this is this is the idea of practice. Uh, you practice something so much, it becomes who you are. You know, when mm-hmm. people see me on stage talking about things, they're like, oh, my, how do you know all that? It's like, I didn't know this the first time I, right. I read a book or, or applied it years and years. And then we're in awe of some people that have been doing this, or even in, you know, the acting profession, when you see somebody that can just tap into that really quick, just like you described, it's not magic. It's practice in most cases. Right. Yeah. I had to practice. I had to work. I went to school for it, believe Mm -hmm. it or not, you know? So, um, in fact, I studied Shakespeare in order to get good at comedy because it was rhythmic and I am a pentameter. Um, yeah. So it, it, everything practice makes perfect. And the same thing with spirituality. The more you practice, yes. the more you have to pray, the more you have conversations with God, yes. the more that becomes like a daily conversation to where even the little things. I was looking for a dress for this uh, film festival that I'm going to present an award to. And mm-hmm. you had to have a ball gown. And I was like, oh, will you pick out a great dress for me today? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know that feeling and have yeah. that connection that any little thing I do. Mm-hmm. God is there for me. I really, instead of viewing him as this omnipotent, dangerous creature, I really view him as this dad of like when my kids used to walk down the stairs and be like, hey, mom, what are we going to do today? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to come down the stairs every day and hop in his lap and say, hey, what are we going to do today? You know, so that's the kind of relationship. I mean, thank goodness that that is the kind of relationship that's on the table for us Mm. to have with God. I, I love that you brought that back because that's where I loved it. You know, as an athlete, you know, as a younger, in my younger years, even though I was chronically ill, I willed myself to do the athletic things, but I was in a body that was very ill because I was raised pharmaceutically. I didn't eat anything organic other than maybe from an organic chemistry set, which wouldn't, you wouldn't want to eat that, but that's a lot about what you can get at the main mainstream grocery stores yeah. in, in many of the aisles. And uh, as, you know, older now, having to regain or gain health that I didn't have as a young person, this is what motivated me to, to go into natural health and mm-hmm. healing. Uh, and now I'm able to do things I couldn't do in my 20s much better. And the practice, if you understand that, anybody out there that's an athlete or a weekend warrior even, you recognize that the practice makes you efficient and good and, and capable and able to do what you want to do as an athletic or a movement type endeavor, a physical endeavor. And why have we lost this idea that we can do the same thing on a spiritual basis? Yes. The practice, our spirit, the spirituality, the presence of God in everything. And how do we do that? I mean, for me, one of the things I do, I fast every Friday. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a discipline. And you know, I couldn't do it physically when I first started because it was just, I was I was hypoglycemic. I wasn't yeah. well enough. Now I can go, this is nothing. And I almost have to kind of push myself further. But it's an idea is the discipline to focus on that which is uplifting spiritually, yeah. you know, whatever means the most to you, whether it's Christ or whatever it is. And fasting focus is very there. biblical, fasting yeah. and prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's just one example. But mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who, who you know, read spiritual texts, you know, to, to open that up, have it with you, practice, and then you can call on it at any moment because right. it's, it's present, just like your yes. ability to act or my ability to get up on stage and speak about various, mm-hmm. you know, medical or, or other health things. That's how I'm you know? fearless is I'm fearless because of my faith has set me free. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is what makes me fierce. People are like, how are you, 
how do you do that? How are you not afraid? Yeah. Well, because I'm a child of God and like he's the Mac daddy. So um, yes. I know that I've got the King warrior on my side. And so I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that toward the end of your talk, we were mm -hmm. chatting and I, this is what's so important for me to impart because so many good people have been frightened out of their wits, out of their minds to get a jab or mm -hmm. threatened with loss of, for instance, a job, you yes. know, and, and I'm not belittling anybody that has made a choice that I say I, I wouldn't make. I would rather not take the shot, even if it's the threat of loss. Or job. I don't want to lose my job. I want you to lose your job. But the point is, if you perceive it as as serious a matter as I do, like it could kill you, you know, then you're you not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's not an option yeah. unless you're into suicide. And that's not something I'm into. But I was offered a series from Netflix and I said, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, you're saying no. Yeah, I'm not getting that shot. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how many more ways I can say it. I'm not getting the shot. I'm not wearing the mask. And I'm not sticking that Q-tip from China with ethylene oxide on the tip up my nose because it causes cancer. Yeah, don't do it. And my mom, God bless you, mom, love you, didn't do it. 89, not in one test through COVID years. Nice. Uh, and so she stayed free of the shot as well. She knows better. Uh, but to bring this up is to share hopefully some examples of how, as I said, God will meet you. If you're doing it for the right reasons, the principle, the beliefs are all there. It's not like I'm trying to get out of anything. I'm trying to cheat something. If you have that mindset, that's not how it works because there's a lack of sincerity or something is not fully embraced in terms right. of faith and freedom and all the things that I think God gave us in terms of life itself, then, then the, the freedom, the choice, the agency. Uh, so you now, again, rejected the Hollywood machine. Yes. You know, this is something you were in. Somehow you yeah. made it through and survived it. And it's amazing. But at the same point, that may be the easy path if they say, here, I'll throw you a lot of money. Do this, but you have to do this. And you're like, uh-uh. Let me just tell you mm -hmm. what I mean when I say no. <laughs> yes, what do you mean by, by that? If they take my house, I will pitch a tent. Mm -hmm. If they take my car, I will ride a horse. Like I am not getting it. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Well, and what is happening is that Lee Allen is succeeding outside of the machine that says you cannot exist outside of us. Remember that, that you'll never work in this town again, That's that right. concept. That been a powerful threat for people that wanted, you know, to achieve high levels of stardom or whatever, if it's an economic incentive. And yet there are so many ways now because people are kind of disconnecting, recognizing the source of all truth and all possibilities That's right. is not going through Hollywood or even a New York City mm -hmm. sound studio that people are now having the wherewithal to create and co-create on their own independently. And there are people right. out there supporting you and others to do it because it's providing forms of entertainment and education and even documentaries right. that people are self-funding. No it's, oligarchic yeah. region of either Hollywood or mm -hmm. government or involving man controls you. You can make your own way. That's the beauty of being in one nation under God is that you have unalienable God-given rights and those cannot be impeded upon. So we can forge our own path. And the good news too about the destruction of the United States, which is currently happening, is that there are many paths that are now open, right? Disney and other companies are not wanting to do completely child-friendly programming, right? They're wanting to go away from a normal family-based narrative mm -hmm. and really wanting to push this transgender ideology. Mm -hmm. And listen, I just want to clarify how I feel. I'm all about freedom. If someone is over the age of 18, sure. knows the risks of being on medication for the rest of their life and really harsh surgeries, God bless them. I'll pray that they survive and have a wonderful, happy life. Honestly, yeah. that's truly how I feel. Um, but to take children um, who are going through gender dysphoria, mm -hmm and to mutilate their bodies and say that also, if you're a parent that doesn't want their 
bodies mutilated, that your child could be taken away from you. Yeah. That's just evil, vile, and satanic. I mean, honestly, it's awful. Mm -hmm. My friend Jonathan E. Mord, uh, who you all know out there, you haven't met him yet, I don't think, but he's a, um, a constitutional attorney. He's beaten the FDA back a world record eight times. He's won wow. against the FDA in for, for freedom, for individual freedom, the freedom to communicate truthful. And, and, and he found out that the FDA thumbed its nose at every court loss. Didn't matter. Yeah. And so he elected, he's got two kids as well, similar ages to yours, I think, a little older. And, and he said, I, I can't leave this earth without saying I did everything I could to pr preserve and restore freedom for my children. Yes. And so he's decided to run for the United States Senate in Virginia, and he's running. He's leading all candidates on the Republican side to go against Tim Kaine, who was a Hillary Clinton you know, Ooh, candidate, right? Surprised he's still alive. I some, yeah, I know. Not many that hang out with Hillary. Wow, I'll have to but, <laughs> but he's running and he's he's winning on the Republican side. I think uh, this is a God moment when a good person goes in. I'm not saying that you vote somebody in and everything changes immediately, but having good people, people of faith go in that are not swayed, can't be purchased, it does have an impact. We all have a sphere of influence. Of course, they tried to limit Lee Allen's sphere of influence by censoring her more than anybody saying, right. as you said, the same thing, but they knew because you resonate with certain yeah. segments of the population that they don't want reached with this message. They don't want a younger generation. That's the easiest one to capture. Mm -hmm and to indoctrinate. Yeah. And then as we all die off, they become enslaved. They just go through the machine. Yeah. And they're hoping for a seamless transition. And I'm there to buck the system and teach the kids about freedom and wake them up. And they do not want me talking to the generation that I helped raise. Yeah. How, how did that movie, with the camp movie we saw that you were, we last time. Family we, camp. Family camp. We yeah. watched that. I was, we was laughing hysterically. I, lo I love that chiropractic character. Oh my gosh. That was my favorite. It was so much fun because my yeah. wife's a chiro doctor, chiropractic, and and I love the way it wasn't done in in a uh, you know how would you say a, a denigrating way. It was just fun playing on it. It was just it. fun. Look, it's, it's, it yeah. comes back to classic comedy. We yes. have to be able to yeah. laugh at ourselves, right, right? and not take it ourselves so seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, that movie did really well, and it's still doing really well. It's really well, a actually. great movie. If y'all yeah. haven't watched it with the fan, it's one of those family friends. How did that come about? Because that was not a studio so, movie, or how was um, that? I had originally auditioned for that movie back in Los Angeles before COVID oh, had hit. Okay. And then we were supposed to film in Oklahoma, um, like right in April of that year, of 2020. And we were to film in this one camp. Everything takes place in this one camp. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, everybody shut everything down. And our my actors union was saying, you can't do it. You can't do it. No one it, no one can do it. I don't know. They, they guys, they thought more yeah. about themselves than they thought about the state of Oklahoma knowing right. what was going on. Mm -hmm. So Oklahoma was one of the first states to open up. So when they opened up in June, we were like, let's make a movie. And the Screen Actors Guild said, nope, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you can't stop me. Watch. And so people don't realize how easy it is to say, um, oh. I'm doing what I want to do and yeah. forget you, yeah. you know? So I did, and I made this movie and it was backed by K love and it uh, did really well. And it was released in theaters, which mm -hmm. it was a rocky start in theaters. Cause it was right at the very beginning of people going back to movie theaters. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of attendance happening yet. No. In yeah. fact, that, that's one of the reasons that I'm really grateful for the movie top gun, which was a mainstream oh, movie gosh, is that yeah. it really helped get people to be brave enough to go back to the theaters mm -hmm. again, you know? Yeah. And speaking of Top Gun, Isai Morales, my friend, have you ever met Isai? I've never met Isai. I oh, really he, want to meet him. He is. I've heard he's a great guy. Total champion also on to health freedom. He yeah. sees through a lot of medical tyranny. And yet he was able to make this movie with Tom Cruise on his own terms, too. He didn't have to con. He didn't get the jab. Hey, Tom right? Cruise is a natural health. Oh, of course. I yeah. mean, he does not believe in medications and chemi chemically altering your body. He, yeah. he, he knows what's yeah. going on. 
Yeah, so uh, shout out, go see that Top Gun movie. Uh, oh no, not, it will already Top Gun, but the uh, the next Mission Impossible movies, and Eastside yeah. Morales is playing the bad guy, but he's a good guy in real life, and uh, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get him back on the show again. It's been a while uh, since we connected, but so now the next phase of of career again, you're not going back. Why would we go back to that oh, old system, right? No, I'm not going back. So now it's like, what kind of creative and co-creative elements have you established to move forward with other projects? Cause this is a gift that you have and, and indeed a skill, but also, you know, you have that natural talent that just, you know, it just needs to be out there. Even being on stage just yesterday when we did that <laughs> thing was just, you light up a room and the, the young people, right. The moms are up there going, I want to show my kids. It's so great. Yeah, it was, it's fun. I do feel revitalized when I'm on stage and talking with people and connecting with them. It really is a connection. Your audience is participating in a conversation with you and it really, it feeds you energy. And so I'm trying to harness my energy and my talents and my skills into forging a new path for television and for film production that doesn't rely on the Hollywood studio, that doesn't rely on them from distribution, that doesn't rely on them for financing to get it made. There are people and there are lanes wide open that want family-friendly programming, that want to teach a younger generation, probably even more importantly, to recognize a nefarious agenda, to counteract it, to stand up to it and bravely move forward so that that generation can ensure their freedom, shore it up and ensure it for generations to come. Mm -hmm. So uh, projects coming up, we were talking off the air about a Christmas movie? I have a Christmas movie called Bringing Back Christmas that will be out uh, this Christmas. Who, wait, who supported a, a, another movie venture to do? Like you did the, the camp one, now a Christmas movie? Yes, now a Christmas movie. Guess what? There are people that want to work with me. <laughs> and so we're going to work together. And yeah. they know she's not going to wear a mask. She's not going to do a test. She's not going to take a shot. And guess what happens when you're bold enough to say that? You get a production that nobody wears a mask. Everybody gets to breathe. No one has to stick stuff up their nose unless they're actually picking their nose. And no one has to get a jab, Mm. right? Everybody can get nice, clean food to eat and have a great time making movies and not have to do it under this totalitarian, dystopian Mm -hmm. craziness that we've been living under for the past three years. So if they tell you you can't do it, just talk to Lee Allen yeah, and you'll know you can. And you can. Uh, so it, it, who is this group that helps support this particular project? So that one was done with some independent filmmakers and some of them are from California and others are from Texas. And then I have another film that I'm working on with a group of producers. You start to meet these people and you start to, let me just tell you, when you speak out and you speak for freedom, yeah. you start to meet your people. They come out of the woodworks and like attracts like. I mean, that's that great natural law of attraction. And you start to form your own community. And it doesn't mean we're not open to welcoming everybody else. Of course we are. The more the merrier. But then you start to work again with these people and again with these people. And then you think, hey, we could have a production company, you know. And um, we have friends, my husband and I, that we've started a production company with called WTF. Really? Watch this films. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> and we are going to make these movies. And then another production company, uh, Revive Entertainment, and they want to revive a generation. And um, so we're looking into um, making a movie, this series that I told you about called The Glitch. And it is very much in the same vein as the movies that are the series movies of like Divergent, uh, Hunger Games, okay. The Maze D- Runner. Dystopian. Is it based on young people having to interact? It's a young people movie. It is teen-driven. It is about a dystopian future where the government's trying to control us. Here's a hint. It's not really the future. It's It's a documentary. It's a documentary, Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and has it already is, has been partly filmed? We are in pre-production. They have okay. done some film for a sizzle reel and some shots to say that the style that we want to go. In fact, this was created by a group of teens did that sizzle reel. Really? And if you saw how good it looked with just them with their iPhone and a couple cameras going out into the woods, Amazing. you would be absolutely shocked. Yeah. And and this girl, when she was 13 years old, she her name is Kate Larson. She's an incredible actress. Mm-hmm. She's in a really great movie called Let It Shine. And Kate came up with this concept for this movie when she was 13 years old mm-hmm. about a battery cell that in a dystopian future where the government tells you that oxygen is in limited supply and there's climate change and that you have to wear this battery power cell has to be implanted in your arm and it has to be kept charged and order for you to survive. And so mm. what happens is it becomes kind of like the iPhone. Everyone wants an upgrade. Everyone wants a booster. Everyone wants wow. the next thing. But it, but then the government will only roll it out in a way to make people want it. So they'll roll it out and say, hey, we only have enough for this many. So that makes other people go, oh, I want it. Mm. People that would normally be like, I'm not getting that would be like, oh, I want one. Scarcity. Yeah, yeah. scarcity. There are, mm. these, there are these tricks that they do to, you know, use fear and use scarcity to really trick humanity into thinking that they want something that's really not good. You know why that doesn't sound so much science fiction? We've been talking a lot about uh, the central bank digital currency issue. Yes, it's all linked Right. So if they digitize your identity and tie Mm -hmm. it to digital money, then those who control that money can turn it on and off based on your behavior. And you know what's not crazy? We know this for a fact because it's what they do in China. In China, they have a digital credit score, kind of like, right? A digital, not credit, but what, like a cultural. Yeah, it's a social you know, score. It's a social score. Yeah, some kind it's a of social thing. credit system, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. I think they're calling it ESG here. Yes, uh, ESG, right? that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's coming. You hear about it even through World Economic Forum, Klaus yeah. Schwab and stuff. It's just horrific what they're It's horrific. To do and so if you, if they don't like me and you're having a conversation with me, then your payments get shut off and you don't get your money. Right. And also, they take your money and they decide where all the money goes. Total control. And, and by the way, right. that's why I brought up today or yesterday about the goldbacks again and telling you guys, you've got to, if you, and you were great because you're saying spend cash. I agree. Yeah. If, if a company is not allowing you to spend cash, technically, if you offer legal tender and they refuse it, you've got a free meal, for instance, or free whatever. I mean, you can push the envelope and say, call the cops, but I've offered you money. You've mm-hmm, rejected right. it. I want, you can't do that. But again, looking at innovation, gold has always been money to have uh, these options out there so that you are not tied into a digitally controlled system right. because your friends are not controlling it. And even if they did now, someone else will take over and no, you're no longer in the in crowd. Right. right. And let's look at all the glitches with computers. That's why this movie is called The Glitch. This sounds okay? really interesting. Let's yeah. look at all the glitches that happen with computers and things that go wrong and things that go awry. So your entire social credit score is on this and your bank system and your vaccination, your medical status will be tied to it. So if you don't have that, Mm -hmm. you don't get your groceries that week. You don't get to eat. It is a way for a government to have absolute control over a population. Have you heard about the 15-minute cities? Yes, 15-minute cities. Do you know what they're calling them, people? Okay, this is very Hunger Games. It's called the foundation and all the money you make will go to the foundation and they will decide how to distribute it. They use all these nice words, and it's not nice, okay? They're going to take all your stuff. They're not going to give it back to you, okay? And they're going to be flying around in private jets, and they're not going to give you one. They're going to be eating the cows they say you can't eat And you're going to eat bugs. Yeah, exactly. You're going to eat bugs. And, you know, they they can not only about that programmable currency, but it's not about turning it on or off necessarily. They can also 
only allow you to use it within a certain radius of your home. Right. Even. So you so can't can go. So they control you your mobility. Yeah. But here's what's even sicker that people have not, I don't think, connected the dots on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, I, I'm, you're like me. You see the smoking guns and you link them and go, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Right. So Bill Gates has said, Bill Gates, Bill I don't Gates like you, hell. Bill. I don't like you very much. Okay. So Bill Gates has said that this new technology is going to be so amazing because a woman can control her fertility. So if you've got some kind of computer chip or mechanism in you that mm -hmm. can control your fertility. So if so I want to go to the computer, I'm like, okay, I don't want you to have a baby today or I do want to have a baby today. Well, if I can control that, then he can hack it and turn you off. And he would turn me off and he would have the right to do so because I am enemy. I would mm -hmm. say number one for him. I don't like him. Yeah. Um, so they can control who lives and who dies, hmm. not just where you go, not just what you eat, who lives and who dies. And this is what it comes down to. And and is no one suspicious of him? Does no one wonder why a man who should be retired on a yacht and playing golf hmm. is buying up all the farmland, wants you to eat bugs, is in like is making shots that have a 20 to one return on investment? Um, believe me, he's not donating. He's making a gigantor profit yeah. on it. So where, if we come back to some maybe even biblical discussion, I talk about this. Everybody's got a different interpretation. It's the nature of our creation. We're all created individually. Our experiences are unique. We may have very common or very similar beliefs about things. I had an assessment at a certain point. I realized that that number, the number of the beast I call the mark, mm -hmm. uh, is, you know, if it's not actually the Social Security number, it's a step to get there. It is a step to get there. And so I decided, you know what? I'm not numbering my kids. Oh, you knew that then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> yeah. No, we... We that is wildly yeah. impressive. Yeah, we didn't even get a uh, birth certificates for them. Wildly yeah, we, impressive. We, we uh, uh, registered their birth, if I can call it registered, but it recorded it in our Bible, family Bible. And then if anybody disputed it, we put it on the record officially. But even before that, my wife and I didn't get a license to marry because I said, why would I invite the government into my holy matrimony that is between brilliant. my wife and, and God? And, and, of course, that's how it used to be done. You record, a, your, right. your it's in the family Bible. You're married, the government right? has slowly walked their way into mm -hmm. everything. And let me just quell this argument right now on Democrat-Republican, okay? I just want to stop it right now. There's a lot of Republicans I don't like, mm -hmm. okay? Here's the difference. Everyone thinks one is racist, one is not. Okay, that's a lie. That's called a cultural revolution that they're trying to propagate to get you to hate one another. Right. Okay, what it is is one side believes that big government should be limited and it should be more about individuality. And the other one believes that big government should run everything. Mm -hmm. Th these are the two main differences. You have uh, uh, the, the Democratic Party, which has gone Marxist socialist yes. all the way. The, the Republican, which is Marxist socialist light, because they're like big, the party of less big government, but still big. <laughs> it's still big. With a few individual exceptions. We acknowledge that. And, you know, even uh, we talked about Bobby Kennedy is now running for mm -hmm. president on the Democrat side. Look, I don't agree with all of his policies, but he's a man of integrity. I've yeah. met him. I've talked about him. I've interviewed him. He, he has a, a long track record of integrity. And there are a lot of Republicans going, mm, I could cross over and vote for a Democrat. I'd never consider it. So yeah. it isn't about the party. People are actually saying, okay, talk to me about the man or the woman. What are their beliefs? What is their track record? And that's a more appropriate way to look at it. Yeah. And not that if Bobby Kennedy could get in to be president any more than I believe as much as I supported Ron Paul, if he were president, suddenly everything would change and we'd all be great. No, it means everybody's got to go back to those basic values, caring and loving one another, much less your family to begin with, right. to establish a baseline and then be responsible. People need to understand that when it's one nation under God, it's a nation that's ruled by we, the people. There are employees. 
they work for us. We call the shots. And somewhere along the line, this is really flipped flipped upside down. It's almost like our country is run like a corporation by greedy people, like oligarchy, global elites, Mm -hmm. like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, lots of people. And that's what I determined. You know, this was way back in my 20s, back in the, uh, the, say, the early, late 80s, early 90s, I was discovering this, all of these things. And it was a shock. It was scary. To yeah. learn this because I asked God, honestly, I said, I want to know how this world really works. I want to know how, how it runs. And I almost didn't know what I was asking for yeah. because it was not a pretty picture. No. And, and yet I believe in the high ideals of the founding of our country, the United States, what it was meant to be. We haven't always lived up to those ideals. No, I'm no. People per- are awful people. Yeah. They're wonderful and awful at the same time. There have been some tragic, awful things that our country, but it is what it's based on. Mm-hmm. And, and based on the Judeo-Christian values. Defending individual liberty, yes. religious and or spiritual freedom, however you perspe- perceive it. A lot of people came to this country for that purpose, for that mm-hmm. freedom. And yet now we see a government running roughshod over it. And we are the participants in it and the co-creators of that. We can complain about it. And look, I've great bitch moans and complain just yep. like anybody. But at the same time, I say, okay, what can I do? And and I can't go. I'm not even interested in running for office. I just don't want to be. And I feel dirty being around a lot of yeah. those folks. It is really. A, you think that the music and the acting business is dirty? Mm-hmm. Politics, the politics is, is dirty. Yeah. You're talking. You know, this is child trafficking. All yeah. of the stuff that you don't even want to know. It's just it. It may it'll, it'll make you sick. But it it's happening, and it's happened for thousands of years. So it's not new. But it's you'd be shocked when you realize how much our institutions you think are. They're participating in this. Yeah. And it's part of how it's perpetuated too. They catch somebody in the act or so, you know, whatever they do, and now they've got you. And so somebody yeah. that you thought was good, why are they doing the opposite of what they said? Because so, they've been it's, they do like honeypot. They yeah. compromise you. I'm yeah. sure some of them are drugged and put oh, in compromising easily. situations. Yeah. So, um, and others just, you know, their yeah. human flesh puts them in compromising situations. Well, and, and this is the thing, when you go with God, even in those situations, there's a level of protection and you're afforded. But if there is a little bit of wiggle room in there, if you don't have all your faith in place, there it's going to be exploited. Yeah, well. And, and, you know, it's very rare. And the thing is, is you see the people that actually live the life of faith, they're denigrated by all the media. You know, they, they can't yeah. be real. Now, granted, there's a lot of hypocrisy out there, so it's easy to do that. But, right. but I say, get to know people right? Get to become friends with them, work with them, establish a track record. And from a young age, I've, I've made many good friends traveling the world, much less the States. People that I've grown up that I know of are living integrity because they have a track record as opposed to just showing up out of nowhere. And you're like, who is this? How did this get here? And you right. wonder, are they a Manchurian candidate, you know, for instance? Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are, you know, the issues of how do we do it? We've got to reestablish community, not because it's a top down by the gun to your head community. I'm talking about Choosing to be with people of like mind and beliefs, even if you have a different religious belief, if there are absolutely uh, men and women of God from all faiths come together and they're living that belief, you can see it, you can feel it, and that changes it. And there is a plurality. There's a uniqueness of America. No other country was founded on religious freedom. That's right. You know, so when we talk of faith, that's what makes us a free republic. Exactly. And I don't want people to ever think, oh, we're talking about establishing a theocracy. No, that'd be the worst thing. And, no. and for any of you Christians out there that think. We need to have a, you know, you don't want that because somebody will come in and change it. Right. It's, I'm a Christian. Right? I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I want freedom of religion for everyone. Exactly. And and that's the thing about, you know, what you had mentioned earlier about the people getting the jabs and wearing the mask. It, it, we might question their sanity. 
Yes. It's true. Like, what, what are you thinking or not? But at the same time, we'll defend your freedom to do that if that's what you feel is right for you. We might even try to convince you otherwise, but we're right. not going to use the power and force of government. I'm not going to condemn you and cancel you. Unlike you once know, you set precedence yeah. over freedoms being obliterated, that's the line they'll be obliterated for everybody. Yeah. So you don't cross that. Don't cross. Which is why I'm always shocked at how I'm called like anti all these things. Because mm -hmm. like, don't you understand what I'm speaking of for freedom? I'm speaking for yours too. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm free. I'm talking about freedom for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's again for me. That's the litmus. If, if I I do have a T-shirt that says "Freedom is my default setting." Yeah. You know, you just got to know this is where I'm at. And, and I have one that says uncancelable, just un in case you yeah, were wondering. You can't cancel her. I don't know why anybody would want to, <laughs> uh, other than maybe as a joke, a prank, but that, that wouldn't go over so well. I don't know. My kids have tried to cancel me. Have they? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of what happens along the way. I, when I, we start homeschool every day, they're like, we oh cancel you. You don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they have a special power, those that's kids. That's right. So that, you know, I think we're asked to do tough things, certainly to be able to walk in faith. We're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged as part of the nature of, uh, I won't call it the beast, but the beast is the challenge, if you will. And, and so yeah. I've made decisions based on my belief system. I'm not saying everybody has to make the same decisions, but I want to be a living example for what I believe. And then, you know, whether somebody believes what I believe or not, it, I just want them to know this is who I am. And you can see this is my track record. And I think that's what you've established as yeah. well. And in freedom, I think it's a great, wonderful place because God gave me choice as he gave all of us that just, you know, right next to life. Life is the gift. And then what do you do with it? Well, it's been given us freedom. We have been instituting governments to take away our freedom. And for the yeah. first time in recorded history, we instituted a government system that was to limit the attack and assault on freedom. Again, that's right. the uniqueness, the specialness of the United States that I'm not giving up on. And I hope I'm not delusional because I want to keep fighting for it for my kids and their kids, you know, one day. Well, I don't know that it's delusional. Look, I, look, I, I went to this, uh, I was honored at a really great event last night called She Leads Tennessee for mm. women in Tennessee who have, uh, have been leaders in, in faith, walking mm. in faith. And I was there among some amazing people. Um, and people that I, I mean are my heroes that I look up to. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just so freeing to see people that are willing to to fight for our freedom and to boldly do it with love and with an open hand, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, that's beautiful. And yeah. and like I said, coming together and finding out who you are, getting to know one another. And that was the thing also about the three years of crazy we're coming out of. Mm -hmm. The biggest argument, uh, you know, was we must divide, we must hide. We must not inter interact with one another. They even, you know, shut down churches and synagogues. Don't you know that they do that to break you down and make you feel dumb and insecure? Yeah. Don't you know that they call themselves the elites? Like, I didn't name them elite. They're not elite to me, but they give themselves that name mm -hmm. so that you feel stupid and you feel that they're superior to you. They're yeah. basically telling you we're superior to you. Mm -hmm. They're not superior to me. I'm not superior to you. Nobody's superior here. Okay, we are all one people, one nation under God. So that's why I do not like these people. Yeah, well, it's okay not to like certain people, mm -hmm. but we're not condemning them. We're not spitting in vitriol and hatred for them. I mean, honestly, a lot of you, you know, you pray for those people you love and that have made different choices. Oh, yeah, and I'm not talking about yeah. those people. I'm talking yeah. about like Bill Gates, oh, yeah. George Soros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about lizard like people. lizard people. I'm yeah. talking about Rockefellers, Rothschilds, people right. really controlling. Yeah. Um, do I pray for them? Yes, believe it or not. I hit my knees one day and was like, hey, what would it look like if the Holy Spirit kind of like snuck Touched into them? them? Yeah. 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 Being led by that. And uh, we come back to the practice of the presence. How do you practice the presence? 
uh, finding that way to strengthen if it's a resolve, but it's a relationship, it's communication, it's an exercise that strengthens a muscle that makes it harder to near impossible to sway you. Now, I've tried to be humble enough to realize that as long as I'm in a physical body here, that I could be deceived. I could be, you know, discreet, you know, I try to be humble enough because if you get cocky, that's when suddenly, you know, a hundred percent. You, I'm right? always, I'm always curious. My friend mm-hmm. Bianca and I were driving here and mm-hmm. we were curious about, Oh my gosh, it says in the Bible that all will be revealed. I, and I said, I wonder what we were totally wrong on and what we were like, maybe right on the yeah. trail of that. We were sniffing it out and we were so yeah. close to figuring that out. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of mysteries to this world that I believe some people know more about than others because they've been led to and other people have been misled about yeah. different things. It's just like being misled about pharma. You sure. know? Well, or even in my example, realizing the, I don't have to ask for permission of the government to get married. Right. That's that brilliant. I'm so within, impressed with right? you. Right? So, no, this is the stuff I learned. I was just too curious. I was like a sheep fell right in line. Yeah. Uh, where's my marriage license? Of course, I was a week before I turned 32. So, like, at that mm. point of marriage license, I was just so happy to have just found get, a husband. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I found a husband. No, I want to credit my mom. God bless you. Love you, mom. She, you know, she uh, was born in what was then Palestine, became Israel. She read a book uh, from Israel to America, Life of Many Colors. It talks about her history. Quite extraordinary what she's witnessed in the 20th century and been part, party to and and seen, but yes, she's fiercely independent. Wow, and I think wonderful. I got a lot of it from her and I credit her for that. And I just, uh, you know, it was never about accepting what everybody else said, you know? I love that with your mother. I just want to bring up a point that mm-hmm. really part of this Marxist ideology that really frustrates me the most mm-hmm. is um, that there are elders in every culture have been so respected and revered Mm -hmm. because they have so many life lessons to pass on to us and teach us. Our freedom doesn't just happen. We have to be educated on that and how to, how to make it happen and how to keep it. But for some reason, the new indoctrination is that elderly people are evil and we need to off them. I mean, literally there are videos rampant online of kids bashing and beating elderly people people when they're, and laughing at them, ignoring them, talking over your teachers in a classroom, beating teachers. I mean, it's so disgusting and vile that they, and it's not the kid's fault. Let Hear me say this. Mm-hmm. Those kids have been told it's their right to do that. Not only is it their right to do that, they are good activists if wow. they do that. That makes them good people because mm-hmm. they're fighting the elders. It's so, but in reality, it's so disgusting to yeah. me. And we had Vera Sharab come up after uh, Lee Allen just before the lunch break yesterday. And uh, Vera has, is a Holocaust survivor, uh, one of the few left. And she has done an extraordinary documentary series, uh, Never Again Has Gone Global. And she talks about the, the eerie parallels of what led to the Nazi German Holocaust and what, what's happening today. Now, yes. a lot of people dismiss it out of hand. In fact, Bobby Kennedy was criticized by his family. The media trashed him because he actually met Vera and talked about the, the parallels. There are parallels. And, and it's not saying that we are now in the Holocaust, but so many things that led up to it have happened, including mm-hmm. the terminating of the disabled yes. any, in hospital settings like uh, Scott Shera, his daughter, Grace. Uh, we've had him on a number of times. And uh, the old people that were rounded up, put in the homes in, in New York right. under Cuomo that were slaughtered, basically. It was like a death trap that they were put into. Well, there's the very principle of this part of society's disease, they won't get a vaccine. They deserve to die. Let them die. Yeah. It's no different than uh, the Jewish people are diseased. They are vermin. Let them die. Move them away to camps. It's the same thing I said about the unvaccinated. Put them away. Get them their own place. Get them away from society. Ostracize them. I mean, it's it's really shockingly similar. Yeah. And, the you know, in Israel, of all places, 
they were doing it too. We had you know, images from the beaches on an Israeli, sh- uh, you know, on the Mediterranean there, vaccinated and unvaccinated. I'm like, are you kidding me? You remember when fountains said colored and not, you yes. know? Yes, it, this is where you can see they use the guise that this is create equity. It's not. It, they use the word equity, but it is to cause division. You are separating black from white, man from woman, gay from straight. It's not about that, vax from unvax. That is a Marxist tool used to divide people and infiltrate and degrade and then brainwash and use fear and take over. That, that's what that result is. Well, and I think the other, the other aspect of, of, of how do they divide us is that we are, uh, let's say, frightened away from our divinity our relationship with the divine and our recognition that we are two divine sparks of creation of God. Uh, and in that way, we begin to look at our differences, like, you know, your pigment is more or less than mine or any number of differences, mm-hmm. you know, and that we have more in common ultimately as human beings than we have that distinguishing difference. Even when we talk about the politics of it, where you find back in the day, and I, I don't remember how old you are. I'm old enough to remember in the Gen X that, you know, we have pals that disagreed with us and we disagree with them, but we were best friends. Yeah. We never canceled each other. Thing. Yeah. You're like, yeah, well, it's normal. We have disagreements, but hey, we still love each other. Right. And, still, and so somewhere along the way, it became, uh, you can't even be around any, you can't say hi to someone you disagree with, you know, otherwise you're guilty by association of being how evil they are. It's so it's awful. Bizarre. I mean, that really is what they use the election for. Yeah, I think you so. You know, the election was really about, um, let's really divide people. And if they vote for this person who, by the way, not that I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of anyone who makes any kind of vaccine at warp speed. Let me just say that right now. Yeah. And for Donald Trump to make a vax at warp speed and the other one to mandate it, I'm sorry, but somewhere in my constitution, I say that that's a business partnership and I'm not proud of it. There are no clean hands there. There are no clean hands in this. Um, but that was really, I wonder if that wasn't the first tool used to really divide our country is to get people so adamant and then to convince people that if they were a legally nominated a legally nominated candidate for presidency, that they are awful, racist, terrible people. It's shocking to me how people were led into that and bought into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But how is it done? I mean, it's done through uh, tactics, if you will, uh, almost military tactics, interestingly enough, under COVID. Who was running the show? It was the the Department of Defense that was running all this. And as we say, as much as I like Trump on certain things, you know, I can't excuse him on certain things either. But he, just like many, uh, had been duped into this warship of a medical industrial complex, uh, a belief that doctors were infallible. They can make no mistakes and they're the only experts allowed to be consulted with. And And I've said this many times as well. Maybe this is the time where you realize you got to start inviting homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists and chiropractors and, you know, all of the healers from all backgrounds yes. to the table to discuss what's working, what's not, what's, and, but of course, in an egalitarian system, which emerged quite outside of the government over the last three years, mm-hmm. as I've been meeting regularly. In fact, we did a documentary film with the help of many in Utah called Utah Safe and Effective. You can go there.org and watch it for free. And it was all about, my gosh, look at the conflicts of interest between medicine and state, medicine and media, and even medicine and church, as many church leaders, right. synagogue leaders, uh, just all in on the on this experimental injection that alters yeah. DNA protein synthesis. It's like, how bad, how much can people of faith even obviously not be people of faith or have faith in something not of God? Yeah, let me just repeat that 
you know, when the Bible says that you were wonderfully and perfectly made in the image of God, it didn't have a little ellipses or a little thing at the bottom that says, except mm. for your pesky little immune system, right. that you're going to need an injection from the most corrupt industry in the entire planet and the universe, and it's going to need to be forced on you by your government. I mean, mm. nowhere, like, that's not even part of the conversation. Yeah. So as you're working forward, I'm, I just see we had about 10 minutes to wrap up. This is a great conversation, Lee Allen. I'm so grateful that we had this wonderful opportunity to open up here at this event in Nashville uh, just to share. Everything we've done today has been scripted, right? Everything written down. See yeah. it right here on yeah, my hand? Yeah, I wrote it here. Yeah. This is an organic, natural, you know, release of, of who she is, who I am, and what we share together and how exciting it is. And, and how what you, it would look like if we hosted like the Rose Bowl Parade. That too. Yes. I know. Much prettier over there on my, <laughs> on the other side of me, but uh, we would have fun. Look at it. It got blurry as oh, I good. said that's that. Oh, good. That's a soft right? focus. Soft I look younger. Focus. There, oh, it's back. <laughs> uh, so the projects, again, that you're working with, have you thought about, maybe this is already in, engaged, you know, the whole idea that even this SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, because they had so much control mm -hmm. and they were... The Screen Actors Guild, I've learned, is just another arm of the Democratic Party. Oh. They did not want films. They were intentionally not filling out paperwork for films that wanted to go under a SAG uh, filming okay. production. They were intentionally not returning paper, not returning phone calls and telling people they couldn't do it. Because if people were to get up and go back to work again, then we would probably have regular voting and not have to do mail-in ballots. Oh, so they yeah. really were like, it's unsafe. You know, I don't need some jerk at the Screen Actors Guild who knows nothing about health mm -hmm. to be telling me that it's not safe for me to go back to right. work. I'm already not unhappy that the governors think that they have a right to say, okay, now it's safe to open our country. Like, mm -hmm. listen, I must be the luckiest person alive because I survived the most dangerous, deadly pandemic in the history of ever, the most contagious virus ever. Mm -hmm. I survived without a mask, without a shot, without sticking things up my nose. Amazing. So I am you just lucky. Nope. I'm just lucky. I didn't socially distance. Right. In fact, I refuse to even stand on one of those dots at the mm. store. Yeah, no, I'm, I except to stomp them out, maybe. But I just like kind of danced around right? them, and it would say, "Stand here," and I'd be like, "No." Exactly. I remember my kid once happened to be standing. I was like, "Get off of that dot." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, have you been able to do projects outside of the SAG control? I mean, where there's more freedom. Yeah, to, to I went. Choose? I went to something that's called FICOR. Okay. So I done some research on it, and if you can go FICOR for financial reason, in in it. You can. There are two ways that I saw that where it had been done, to where um, it wasn't a vote or something that was done in the Screen Actors Guild. You did not participate in a vote, and it was not offered to vote. Okay. So this was a totalitarian, unilateral decision that they made on these ridiculous rules that they put in place for people to work. Okay. So I did not vote on that as a voting member of SAG. So I am not going to abide by that. The other thing was that if you cannot get work within a 50-mile radius. Well, the entire state of California was shut down, and I have an opportunity to work and put food on the table for my family in Oklahoma. The Oklahoma governor is saying that it's open, that it's safe, and everyone is living there normally without masks. You can't stop me from doing that. Mm -hmm. So I went FICOR, which means that I can do both union and non-union work. Okay. But still a lot of the union work, they're still very afraid, and they're still... They're living in a spirit of fear. Bathing in God hand sanitizer, them. which is so yeah. bad for your gut. Don't even get oh, me started. Horrible. Yeah. So connecting with, this is what you said earlier too, and I agree, the opportunity to find people that actually 
have a, a you know foundation and grounded in not living in fear. Yeah. That and, because of what happened, they've recognized and they woke and they say, "Oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. some were right on the edge. We lost some that we thought were not living that way. They professed it and then found out they didn't have that deeply in their yeah. core. So it kind of revealed what was underneath the surface for many of us, including underlying ailments too that became mm-hmm. worse under COVID. So it's a, it's an interesting great reveal. And I try to look at it positively, ultimately, that we've learned a lot from it. Not everybody, but we certainly know who our real friends and or family are. Boy, don't we know? Yeah. And and that became something that was not... uh, I want to share real quick um, that uh, a lot of young liberal kids, I run into them on the street and I'm always like, oh, gosh, are they going to... Like what's happening here? Yeah, these are like the kids that have watched the you kids on that have watched TV. my show. Yeah. I love them. They yeah. love me. We're still a love fest. They run up to me, rip their masks off, and give me a big hug and ask if they can get a picture with me. Not once right. have I had one cross evil thing happen with any kid out there, right? Or any parent or anybody. I mean, people have been lovely. You can sit there and listen to what the media tells you about people. Mm-hmm. The media told people that I was this awful person because I said children should have the right to breathe in a classroom. How dare you! Because, by the way, a kid and an elderly's brain needs oxygen more than anybody's. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you that right now, and a neurologist will confirm that. A growing brain needs oxygen. It is is detrimental to children's health to be wearing masks. It is bad. And so when I said that, it was that I'm this awful person. People from California weren't speaking to me anymore. They believed a little clip that was twisted around on Inside Edition over the 15 years that they knew me. It was shocking to me to see that. And so I'm happy to report that a lot of people out there when they see me really do now judge me for me and not what they've heard about me. Well, and that's the point of having a track record in integrity. You have a a history. You've been consistent. You are because you are who you are. And of course, as I said, through COVID, it was more, it was revealed who you are, what your character is, was revealed. And fortunately for all of us, Lee Allen's character is extraordinary and funny and uplifting and smart, you know, all the things I love about her. And, uh, you know, at the same time has an ability because she's not cowering in fear and saying, I can't work because they say I can't. Going out and creating new projects and probably bringing these young people into these projects. You said you're doing. Absolutely. I'm bringing a lot of young people into these projects. That's why I want to produce. I want to give them a job. I want to show them you can be brave and you can be bold and you can work too. And let me tell you something. I'm not afraid of hard work. When I was an actress before I got acting jobs, I painted houses. I I will, you know, if if I don't get to act anymore, I will find something else that I'm good at and Mm. I will do that. That is awesome. And so I, I, at the end of your talk, you, you played a little two-minute clip, which was amazing as well. Mm-hmm. But there was a website on it at the end. And I asked you yes, about that. What was that? It was that? the glitchseries.com. Okay. I want to write that down. The glitchseries.com. Mm-hmm. And yes. this this will go into what plans to be a, a series of movies. It won't yes. just be one. like a Yes. They're going like to be a, a series, series of series. three. Series of three. Okay. Three movies. And again, they're in pre-production. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Now, are there... For those in the audience that are aspiring young actors and things, have everything been settled or is there a way they no, can reach through and go, hey, we to be there? There are still ways to get involved. And so uh, we have not fully cast. A, a lot of the roles are cast by the kids who created it. Yeah. But there are a lot of other roles and two other movies to cast. And, and where are they going to be filming? What locations? Do you know? We're not really sure yet. Not sure it yet. depends. Okay. Uh, different states have different benefits and different rules on filming. So yeah. whatever accommodates us the best. Um is, is where we'll shoot. 
Yeah, because I, I know that it's, again, it's very expensive to shoot locations. And, yeah. and I think that I've seen, you know, I remember I grew up in Georgia for 30 years and there was a point I left, but I, then I heard about all these things they did in Georgia and they become like a major film center because of Right, because they gave a lot of benefits and incentives yeah. to film there and uh -huh. a lot of places don't. Okay, so that's that takes in. Mm -hmm. See, if anybody thinks that, that you can't social engineer through the tax code, uh, yeah, duh. Look at what happens when you start reducing taxes. There's an economic boom. There is an economic right? boom. And so, folks, if you think raising taxes is, is the way to, to prosperity, <laughs> it, you know, again, it's just ridiculous levels of it's ridiculous. theft. Oh, and legal. by the way, when our country gives billions and trillions of dollars away to other countries, guess yeah. what? Your kids are going to pay for that. Yeah. Your kids are going to pay for that. Unless I would argue that you do not number them like cattle so that they're collateral right. to that debt. Don't. Yes. I, I'm so impressed with you that you did into that. Zion, right? Give them the freedom, the opportunity. And I've told my son, when you're 18, you get to decide. You're an adult. I, I, I've raised you to believe certain things, but you have the ability to make a change in that if you want the convenience of all mm -hmm. of that. And he's like, nope, he's sticking around. He's getting paid in gold. I'm so go. proud of him. That's yeah, amazing. It is amazing. I'm so impressed by that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I saw this one thing we used to have. It was like somebody gave us a gift, like raise your children up as uh, as you want them to be, but you you must be that. Right. You know? And so people say, like, how come your kids still eat organic? It's like, because that's all we do. Because that's all It we wasn't do. like when we looked and we thought they weren't looking, we, you know, we grabbed some garbage food. Right. If this is what you do, then they learn that's the integrity in which, which, which you move through life. And yes, they'll still have the opportunity, but I gave them the opportunity to learn from Go ahead to your friends and eat that garbage. That See I how you feel. See how you feel. Tell me. Come, and they're like, oh, my God. I know, I, so I know what you were saying now. But I didn't have that opportunity to learn that growing up because yeah. I was eating all garbage food. And we didn't know. My parents didn't know. So I had to learn a language that should be something inherent. We're born when I was projectile vomiting out the baby formula my mom was giving me because mm -hmm. it wasn't good. But then you adapt to survive and, and then you're left with a chronic illness like I had. But that set me on my journey. I think, you know, God gave me the opportunity. I didn't have, I wasn't victim, even though I felt victimized many times in my young sure, life. Sure, but God turns all bad for Nothing good. wasted. Yeah. Nothing is wasted. Yeah, and so folks, whatever you're suffering through right now, if you can find even a shred of gratitude for it, even though it doesn't seem like it makes sense to do it, it's a gift for you to lead you to the next level of your mission, your purpose right. for being here and discovering The it. reason God is called your father is because he's to be a good father and that's to teach you lessons. Mm -hmm. If he were to just let you live willy-nilly without learning any lessons, he would be called a grandfather. <laughs> Lee Allen Baker, God bless you. I love you so love much. You. And I appreciate the reunion we get to have once in a while. And anytime you have a message to share, you always open door here on the show. And I uh, can't wait to see you again. And anything else you want to share as we wrap up our hour together? Just lots of love to everybody. Yes. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. God bless.